another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me today, um, I've got with me uh, an eccentric singer-songwriter who uh, fronts a band uh, that plays acoustic rock with elements of folk comedy and uh, you know just things that uh, you you to, like you double take and be like, did he really just say that? Um, his uh, last, uh, his latest song is called Fine Art Auction. It came out about a year ago. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk to him about his passions, his artistry, and why he does what he does. Anson Obvious, thank you for joining me. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, yeah, man, I haven't seen you uh, since shows were a thing. Um, <laughs> Drummond Cafe was probably the last time, plus... Every everything got canceled. I mean, that's I was really looking forward to playing at your uh, your place, the yeah. the shows you book at uh, at the company brewing. Yeah, yeah, you guys were on the bill for the April edition. That sadly never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, obviously I've been really um, been getting stir crazy without the live music and stuff, but. Instead, I've just been listening to obscene amounts of music, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. Remember? Okay, remember right before the whole, like, George Floyd ha- thing happened? I asked you, I'm like, hey, is there a bunch of, like, like hip-hop and R&B artists, local artists, that you can recommend for me to listen to? And once you sent me all those names, I probably dropped, like, $100 on music that day. <laughs> hey, good like, for you. Right. Um, did you have uh, any favorites that came out of that that list? Uh, Teamo Denku for sure. Yogi B and Keys were a little bit funny, and I like that. Yeah. I the, the 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 pot humor. I liked it. Yeah. It was like it was like a it's like a um like a Jay and Silent Bob rap group kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are a ton of fun. Their shows are even more fun. Like they um last summer they threw a show at the Pabst tap room what's now the captain pilot house or whatever it is but uh it was like watch yogi b and keys drink the Pabst brewery dry and it was just them spraying pap pbr and just guzzling beer as they wrapped their sets and danced around all night on stage it was it was amazing i can't Um, wait to get out to like stuff like that again like I am getting out, like, I feel a little ashamed about it, but, you know, it's something that I, it's hard to hold in. I mean, if it's out there, if something's out there, then I'm going to do my best, bring my mask and all that. Um, I did see a few weeks ago, I saw, I went and saw something at um, Linneman's. It was uh, Kala and he played with other, like, artists, but I showed up after Kala and I, like, saw, um, an, like, another group that is like two groups after him they're just phenomenal musicians yeah yeah uh love cola so much um i my spectacular t-shirt just came in the mail like two days ago um <laughs> yeah he's uh yeah he is definitely one of the most unique artists in the milwaukee scene um i saw i did see one show that was outdoors um I went up to Port Washington to see Will Frank and the Goodland Gang like a couple weeks ago. And it was, um, you know, it was refreshing. I, I mean, it reminded me how much just I miss 
the whole summer being that whole vibe, you know, outdoor music and everything. But, um, but you know, I mean, people are people are adapting. Obviously, it took me forever to stop being stubborn and adapt the show to Zoom. So here we are. Um, so Anson, uh, what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talked love and fear, passion and creativity. You and I have been friends for about a year and a half now. Uh, we met at a show for Cream Vellum uh, at High Dive. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. You, you didn't have the beard then. <laughs> oh, I was still pretty, uh, I was still pretty baby-faced back then. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you came up, introduced yourself, and uh, I like had followed you on social media. <laughs> and what instantly like caught my eye about you is that like, you have like those like weekly like shout out posts of local artists and um i love that you've been doing that um you still do it obviously <laughs> but the, I, the funny was... thing is the funny thing is that i've been doing that a lot longer than you but i'm nowhere near the number you are at the nice guy podcast like i i've actually stopped i stopped taking pictures you know due to the social distancing and stuff i i stopped that even though i've had opportunities to to um, take uh, pictures of some great musicians. I just kind of, you know, since, since, the, since the social distancing and the protests and stuff like that, like there's even some people at, at like the marches where I wanted to like say, hey, let me give, let me give a picture. Oh, I, I didn't like, I didn't like really speak to anybody when I started going. Cause I, you know, figured like, well, that's not where we're here for. We're not here to make friends and socialize and stuff like that. But the very last March I was at, um, one of the people in the group made it feel a lot different they're like you need to you need to recognize people around you get to know people around you we want we want to call out fake people you know we want to catch the fake people who are trying to infiltrate us and you know know people around you know who they are get to know people and we like stopped like right there on the bridge like over the freeway and like everybody just you know shook hands and introduced each other i'm like yeah okay this is what i'm gonna do from now on then so and yeah. because of that and because of that i ran into people that you know like I, you know, I, I already knew and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great to see like a lot of the music scene showing up at those marches. Like, I mean, it, for me, it was like, I mean, for most people, I'd say it was kind of like the only context that a lot of us are going to be seeing each other because of the quarantine and the social distancing. Like, the marches are what like it was my first time seeing people that I normally see every week in like four months. Um, but, you know, it was for, it was for really like, you know, great motive, obviously, like, you know, marching for justice and those marches are still going on today. So, um, yeah, so you, um, so yeah, I, I knew that you were doing the, um, you know, like you were spotlighting local artists like every week and stuff. And and then I started seeing you at shows a lot more often. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that guy that, you know, <laughs> uh, posts about local artists. I love that. And he's got a band of his own. So um, I ended up seeing Anson Obvious in the Uncomfortable Moments uh, in January and at Bremen. And what a show. What a uh, evening that was, right? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was fun. We we had a good night. That was um, that was one of the last good nights I had before the whole uh, quarantine. Uh, yeah, 
weird to think that that was like brief part of 2020 before all this happened you know right yeah yeah it was it, it's crazy um there's i mean there's there's still stuff going on we're still active as a band um the whole lineup is different uh you you won't see the same band members maybe like one or two i don't remember exact band oh mouse is still in the band um right now we got kenny from bandelier bacall he's he plays bass he's playing drums for us cool. uh ron jay he's a jam artist he goes to like local jams and stuff he's playing bass um, he's playing bass for us so kenny's playing drums uh ron jay is playing bass uh rachel i think you meant rachel i'm not sure she comes to my show sometimes but she's in the band she plays jim bay um we released a music video not too long ago i don't know if you saw waste of time and with the barn oh sure yeah 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 okay so uh robert uh my friend robert uh he just left the band he's not playing bass anymore um he's busy he's got a kid on the way he's got a full-time job um sonny he's not playing drums for us anymore um but yeah we we are practicing we there's a really big music festival this weekend it's probably the biggest in wisconsin this year and I'm only saying that because all the other big festivals got canceled. So this weekend, Glacier Valley, it's uh, Friday, Friday night music and all day Saturday, three stages, huge camp, huge private owned campgrounds, uh, Party Marty's parents and aunt and uncle own the place, the campgrounds. And so we have this music festival there once a year and we're having it late, of course, we had to postpone it until this whole uh, COVID thing died down, which it has. You know, not so much in America, but, you know, at least everywhere else. But, um, yeah, there's, it's a big enough place to practice social distancing, uh, $25 a person. And um, I don't know if you can make, if you can make it a day or even just, it's, it's uh, about an hour north of Oconomowoc. But, yeah, it's, there's a lot of people. I don't know if you checked this out or saw the venue of, or the list of people playing. But, yes, there's a lot of people playing there. So, um, yeah, I mean. I guess as long as it's safe, as long as it's social distancing and the and as long as it's, you know, like not going to set us back. <laughs> um, but well, you yeah. know, that you know that there's people who aren't there who are not going to follow the social distance rules. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are. It's your choice. But there's going to be people there who are going to, you know, crowd around and dance. I mean, just stay away from those people. It's I mean, will the coronavirus be there? Most likely. Will it be passed on other people? Most likely. Um, it's up to you whether it's, it's your choice, whether you want to protect yourself and get it or not. You know, it's just like going to the store or, you know, walking down the street or whatever. Just be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. I am familiar with Glacier Valley. I believe last year, um, I, there was a band I interviewed. It might've been Whiskey and the Devil. Mm -hmm. um i think they played that festival uh or the keystones i, I remember the but keystones, the keystones closed the fast and loud stage last year and oh, okay. whiskey and the devil will be i think second to last in the fast and loud stage this year uh, i keystones see are keystones are going through a new lead singer thing and trying to like revive their their band from you know what yeah. they had shout out to the keystones you know oh yeah best Best of luck to Jack with his uh, fiction writing career. Yep. Jack, yeah, Jack. And Eddie with his amazing music video job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I've, been, I've been in three of his videos total so far. Ever since that one, ever since that one Tacoma, Washington 
uh, uh, weekday club music video. Um, just people loved that work so much. Um, I never really saw myself as an actor. I never pursued an acting career, but like people loved that so much that I've probably been in five videos since then. Two of them were just released last week. I was a police officer in um, Steve uh, Wilson and uh, Satiri's band, Satiri. Oh yeah, we uh, just uh, we premiered that video yesterday on Breaking and Entering. Yeah, I was I was the police I was the head police officer with the brown mustache and uh, and then uh, the man Archiver just released a video the day after where I'm a priest. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so also, uh, Andrew David Weber is also a priest in that video. Oh, tight, nice. Um, that's funny. You you play a lot of these authority figures. It sounds like <laughs> <laughs> I just do what they ask me to. So. Actually, the Keystones video would that I was in um, Wolves W W L V S. I was just a waiter, and I was in there for a few seconds, and I got zapped to a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I remember um, that when the Tacoma Washington Weekday Club video came out, the the one where you were like the hitman. Yeah. Um, and it was all like, and then Noah gets killed and. <laughs> it's I remember that was um uh it was a very like I just remember Logan's scenes singing were so visceral yeah. and it was a very like cinematic experience one that was very creative um definitely Tacoma Washington Weekday Club is is an and has been one of my favorite Milwaukee bands easily I think they're, they're one of the best bands in the city and um also, Eddie says, still says to this day, that's his favorite video that he made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was but, great. Yeah, I, I work with Noah's mom, and uh, I, it's funny because I worked with her for years until I like knew that she was Noah's mom. But yeah, once I did, it's like, that's like all we talk about now is Noah at her, at her work. And um, she was telling me, she saw the video, and she, she, because she, Noah's like actually a, a professional actor. Like he, he's in, he's in like, plays and on stage and stuff and like he was just she was just like she's like I cried she's like I cried because I had to watch my son die <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it was so it felt so real you know yeah He's yeah both, both of those guys are good actors yeah absolutely um so that being said um yeah I've, I've so generally like I mean to me I think the Milwaukee music scene is sort of like a very umbrella term. I consider Waukesha bands to be part of our music scene as I do like, you know, Kenosha, Racine, like generally the encompassing area. If you come to Milwaukee to play shows, I consider you part of our Milwaukee music scene. So there's a lot of like the Waukesha bands um, that I know seem to be like, you guys are very tightly knit. You know, you guys play a lot of shows together. You show up for each other, very supportive. I'm talking, of course, you know, Anson Obvious. I'm talking the Keystones, Bandelier Bacall, Whiskey and the Devil, uh, Tacoma Washington Weekday Club, um, Andrew Pritchard, uh, Joey Stone. I can always count on you guys to all be at each other's shows every single time. Yeah, it's it. I kind of feel that way too. It's like, the Waukesha family and like since we've been working hard at like helping ourselves grow together like that I've seen that a lot more like in the Milwaukee community too like I don't know if it's reflective wise or just whatever but yeah I mean it's it's 
the music scene is it's something that you cannot this is like a music scene like this like milwaukee and waksha you cannot make it you cannot rise and make it to a higher level of i don't know like notarity or notar you know or something i don't know even that that's the word it just makes sense in my mind so it's like a higher level of you know what the, whatever the next step is of being noticed as a whole city um you you can't like you gotta all support each other come to each other's shows you got to rise up together. Um, you know, it's it, you. You want people to um, come to come to your like. A lot of people that that will come to your show are like musicians, and um, because you know, it's just we support each other. Those the, the the musicians are also our fans. You know, you got to go to other people's shows. You know, they don't, they they probably may or may not come to your show. It doesn't matter because you know you're not doing it for you know to 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 um i don't you're not doing it really to be famous or whatever i mean you you're you're playing because you love music of course yeah. um yeah. and we make money on the side uh that's not always a thing sadly but yeah uh, yeah i yeah exactly like you know i um i think like it's sort of a kind of a moral obligation for like if you play in the local music scene like you should be showing up for the local music scene as as much as you you can and um one thing that helps is when you know like bands continue to like not just play with their friends but you know branch out and meet other people at other shows and set up shows together collaborate um and uh, yeah like i mean I can't stand it when like bands sort of just like play their set and then they leave right away and don't stay for the other bands. You know, like, right. I mean, it makes yeah. sense if you got like a kid or something and, you know, or something like that, that like, you know, the, and you're paying a babysitter, you know, there's, there's reasons why I feel it, but not like the whole band. Yeah. Right. I've, I've encountered that before where bands have a shitty show and then they're like, they're all pissed off and they leave early like it doesn't matter support the other bands you know i mean yeah. and i'm sure, i'm sure that band will never get called again to play in that specific choir or with that with those other bands but um yeah like you when when we were at like the the Radio Milwaukee Music Awards the Turner Ballroom we had that place packed we had that was like then we were all there for local music you know everybody that was all for local music and that place was as packed as that is like a sold out like like huge name band that usually tours um, through it, you know, it is just, we, you know, if we have that many people in the Milwaukee community that are interested in local music, support local music, then there's, then, then there's no reason why, you know, you can't go to a small venue that should be crowded, like, like Bremen Cafe, you know, or, or Lindemans or, or 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 the cactus club you know they're, they're for just like people should people should pack these places for local music yeah. and uh you know that's we we have the numbers to do it just you know just not the i don't know i wouldn't know what it is motivation or whatever it's like people will only go out to bands that they know yeah. um i'll encourage people to go out to see a band they've never heard of even if they don't know what the genre is you know, I've 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 looked on Facebook events live mu many times, 
live music in, in, in Milwaukee when I was looking for something to do that night. And, you know, I show up, I don't know anybody there, don't know any of the bands, but I've, I've discovered some amazing music and made some amazing friends from it. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Like, I do the same thing. And yeah, like, I, yeah, I, I kind of, when I started going to shows, that's kind of what I did. Like, I would go to the venues or the bars Facebook page, and I would RSVP to like, every time I saw, you know, there's a show like this night, you know, I would, I would RSVP. And so then you get the reminder that this is happening. And um, yeah, like I walked into last year, I walked into so many shows blindly, not knowing anybody. And yeah, like, it's kind of, you know, I would be nervous plenty of times because it's like, I'm just going here by myself. Like, I don't know, like, you know, like who I'm going to talk to once I get there. But that's kind of the beauty of the shows is that you're not there to just talk to people the whole time. I mean, you're there to just enjoy the music. And, right. and luckily I have given myself a reason to talk to people after the show and that's to interview them and hear about what they're doing. And that's exactly what I've done with uh, bands such as your own um, and make friends out of it. So if we i mean if we continue to support each other like that in the mass numbers like like it was that one night at radio milwaukee music awards um we could we we could be the next big city on the map as far as music milwaukee could all we got to do is keep showing up to each other's shows and just sold out like small venues it's not that hard like 30 30 people or whatever it shouldn't be that hard but if we keep doing this um, people from New York will be coming to Milwaukee to try to make it famous instead of us like trying instead of people leave Milwaukee to go like Seattle or LA or Chicago or whatever you know um, I had uh, which which really which is really hard by the way because um, I heard the Chicago scene people are really picky and it's hard to like get in get in and be noticed and like um, you have to already have a following to, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about it. I just heard a lot of bad things about it. Bad strict. There's like a strict, like, like group or like a clique or whatever that you got to be in. I just yeah. heard bad things about it. Um, yeah. I heard from yeah. Orlando Pino one time, he came to an uncomfortable moment show at the Matt Stein test and he just got, he just moved back from Chicago. He had some time in Chicago and then he moved, moved back and formed the midnight purchase and but before, you know, be, while that was all progressing, he was in Matt Scientist show and he, he had the whole Anson Obvious experience, you know, with the audience singing along and all that. I mean, the, and the, it, was, it was a big crowd. Uh, Matt Scientist said it was their second biggest crowd on a Wednesday night. And he was like, man, after seeing this, I realized that I've been chasing after the wrong scene. He was like, I should have stayed in Milwaukee. So, <laughs> I mean, it's you don't get the kind of family relationships that Milwaukee has. You don't get that at, at like any other city. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I being as I'm from the Chicago area, like I have friends that are still there and you know, they they play shows and you know, like they like they'll get some people to their shows from what I've heard, but generally based on like who they already know and like you said, it's hard to develop relationships and build connections in just such a huge market and Milwaukee it's it's so easy to make friends in Milwaukee so easy you go to Bremen Cafe on a Friday Saturday night you've already made 10 friends 
Um, and I've seen, like you said, like I've seen Bremen, I've seen it like packed like sardines at like some punk shows and it's, it is, it's amazing. I mean, like I, as someone who gets uh, overwhelmed by crowds like that, I get so excited to see that because it's like, you know, our, uh, our fans, our fellow musicians, they actually really give a shit um, about seeing these bands like play killer shows, succeed and, you know, keep uh, driving to, you know, make this a thing. So um, I also wanted to mention when I uh, saw the Uncall mm-hmm. Moment show, I remember, uh, I remember you guys played a rendition of Ache and Drum. That was a song that I uh, uh, learned in like third grade in music class. <laughs> right. You know, I, that's, that's a good one for like, r- like a late night, really drunk bar crowd. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, the, I created a version. I sing that in the way that nobody else does, where I have to keep going back and trying to remember everything everybody said. And people love that. They're like, oh, how do you, you know, how do you have such a good memory? Well, I don't. It's just, you know, it's um, maybe, maybe memorizing lyrics. I don't know. Maybe just lyrics. But yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't have a good memory. But uh, yeah, I can remember just about any, any lyrics, any song in about a week. But it's, you know, there's, there's some like, I don't know if you, if it's like a different part of my brain, like when I say don't have good, make maybe that part of my brain is good with memory, but like a lot of times, you know, I'll walk down in the basement and forget why I'm down there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I'm similar where it's like, I can remember like specific dates that things happened like 10 years ago, but I can't remember song lyrics to save my fucking life. So I, it's memories really it's very subjective like that, you know, like it depends on the person. Our last show was uh, up and under, and I believe the audience yelled every, every like name that you could possibly call a penis. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, yeah. So that was, that was the lyrics for Ake and Drum that night. I, one yeah. time I played at Lucky Chance uh, a few years back at what I did that. And it was, uh, the people did all the different words for vagina. So that's the first time I, I've done a dick version and done a vagina version now. I was going to say, it, it can be kind of easy to remember for aching drum what everyone says when all they're saying are dicks, tits, <laughs> pussies. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Or just some kind of food, you know. Mm. Somebody Usually somebody says, somebody's always saying spaghetti or pizza or, or tacos or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. So... So, um, Anson, uh, I guess, you know, we'll really have to, I want to hear the story of the uncomfortable moments. Tell me about how the band formed, how the project formed, and, you know, how did it become something where, like, you would, something that you would develop into this outlet for, like, comedic music and stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, it started solo, of course. Um, I was in a band for 13 years called President Fluid. And uh, we, you know, we kind of broke up. I took, when we broke up, I took a break from music for a while and maybe for like three years, five, three years. And I used that to write. 
um, I wanted to become an author because I did a lot of reading and I'm like, I did a lot of reading and uh, I wrote like a fan fiction novel and what of course is, is never going to be published, but you know, I started writing like original stuff since then. Um, my, my, my son was born and I started reading and I, I was reading a um, bunch of children's books to him. After a while, I realized like, hey, this is like a song with pictures. I can do this. And then that's where like like eggshells my omelet came out and uh, build a ball goes for a stroll um so yeah i have those published and um i have i have more ideas on the way but i got back into music um and after that anson obvious was born um i got the name <clears throat> i wanted i i i took that name um that was my stage name in my last band and I wanted, I wanted a stage name. I didn't want to just be like Anson Berberick. I wanted a stage name. And um, I, I've always admired like the dead milkmen and like how they always, how I, I loved how their name sounded. Like Rodney Anonymous, Joe Jack Talcum, um, Dave Blood, you know, it's just, it's just like very simple, short, you know, cool stage, stage names where they use their first name but they, something else is different. So I wanted, so I wanted something kind of um, in the same style that they would use their, you know, that they would, that what, whatever like they use to nickname themselves. And uh, like obvious sounds good because it starts with a vowel and it, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not like a, it's not too cliche, like it's not an AA. You know, it's an AO, but like it's still a vowel, so you know it has a nice like flow to it, it has a nice ring to it. Yeah. And obvious, it's kind of like the opposite of anonymous, which is which like Rodney Anonymous is like one of my favorite songwriters. So that's kind of where I took the name from. And then when I did solo, I kept the you know stage name Anson Obvious and started playing solo. Uh, it started off as just like like acoustic folk, uh, children's style music, um, eggshells, my omelet, um, the Irish kissing song, um, you know, and then I, I took up a, uh, I think my very first gig was a St. Patrick's Day gig. So I learned a whole bunch of Irish stuff and I wrote my own Irish songs too, like Who Corned My Beef, um, Irish kissing song and um, St. Practice Day, which is not really, well, same, it's kind of a St. Patrick's theme. Um, and then, yeah, and then I, I kind of, um, kind of took off from there. I started writing more stuff like, uh, somebody at Summerfest once I played on the, um, I played on one of the side stages once, uh, the, what's the, what's the, not the, the starts with an R, not the Rebels. 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 Not the, Rebels, the other one by the, with the, with the tie dye. Oh, uh, uh, sure. Yeah. So I know what I, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's not there anymore. But uh, one of the stage managers was like, "Oh, we want to get you on a children's stage. We got to get you like this, like like you should you should pick up like like a silly hat with flair on it. You know, that's so that kind of my idea of wearing a hat with like pins and stuff on it uh, was it kind of came to me by present actually. Somebody gave it to me, and I like my first Anson Obvious hat with the red with the, with the red brim and. Uh, I put, you know, I started putting band pins all in the back. So that was kind of like an idea given to me by um, 
uh, man, one of the managers at the size stage at Summerfest. And I told them that, you know, I really didn't have time that year to, to, to do this children's stage, but I can do it next year. And then the following year, that particular manager wasn't working at Summerfest anymore. So like, I couldn't get into the children's stage, you know, I, I asked around, but I mean, it's no big deal. You know, I'm, I'm friends with like the, the ground floor stage people, you know, and I can, but, um, you know, I did get in Summerfest, but I didn't, I didn't want like an actual stage unless I had a band. But the, the whole band thing started with, um, I started going like open mics and open jams and stuff. And then Sonny and George, who were my, my original drummer and bassist, they were jammers who always showed up at like Dugout 54, it was back then, on Blue Mound. And uh, they're like, oh, if you ever want to be in a band, um, we can play for you. So a year later, uh, I was a, I wanted to be a featured, uh, I'm, uh, I was a featured artist for, uh, on my birthday at Dugout 54, and um, which I believe got moved to J&B's uh, Blue Ribbon then. And that was when uh, my first show was, so it was like two years ago on my birthday, as the uncomfortable moment. And the band name came from the CD, which was my, my EP, which was the uncomfortable moments with women. So it was either going to be Ants and Obvious in the Family Bush or Ants and Obvious in the Uncomfortable Moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, and it's a lot of, um, which, you know, you, if you see an Ants and Obvious show, you, you are welcomed with that, um, with that demeanor, the self-deprecating, like, you know, humor of being in these situations with, like, with women or with in romance or just in everyday situations. And, um, and it's, it's a very like welcoming and friendly demeanor that I don't really get, like, it's unlike any other show I've really seen in Milwaukee. So I do commend you for that. Um, that being said, um, you dropped, I know you had an EP um, and then you had the single after it. Uh, which both came out last year, correct? Yeah, actually the EP and um, there's also another uh, EP on Bandcamp. It's like a never ending thing. I'll keep adding to it and okay. everything, everything's all free. So I just keep growing. That's Ant and Obvious in the Family Bush. And that's all like basement recordings pretty much, nothing too big, but you know, just, just messing around and like not, you know, it's not like studio stuff. It's not like stuff that I take too seriously. It's just like, I'll, I'll, often like not get sick of something on there and remove it or add new stuff. Um, the last song I add on there, I think was Fuzzy Muffins. And that's not really, that was more of like a joke song anyway. It's more like a joke, re like recording um, because it was actually, it was actually a cover of a local artist named Lumpy Doolittle. And he, um, not, not local anymore. He moved out of town, but he uh, had this song. They were gonna make like a like a lumpy doodle little and guest EP. So I recorded that for them, and then they're like, I sent it to them. They're like, Oh, we're not gonna do that anymore. So, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. So um, it's it's the the whole theme of that EP, the uncomfortable moments with women. It's uh, I mean, it's pretty much self-explanatory. It's 
me getting bizarre situations. I mean, the whole fact that um, I was, you know, I, I, I was married for like 11 years and um, never really felt comfortable in a bedroom as far, I mean, it's just, it's just not a, not a reason. Like, that's not a reason why would chase women i'm not like a you know sexually active i'm not a bedroom person it's not it's not my thing and um you know it was is it was always awkward when it came to like intimate bedroom moments it always felt weird and awkward and um so i mean there's like yeah there's like a deeper meaning to it that's not as funny i guess i would say but you know it is it it is funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, when people are, when people go through like serious or traumatic or otherwise uncomfortable moments, they make memes out of it these days. So right. <laughs> that's that the way they do it. Yeah. They're like memes, but like they're like three minute long memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Um, the, the, yeah. the thing was, I mean, the thing is like, like the whole the whole like asexuality theme like of the whole thing it's like you know even though like the 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 lyrics the lyrics can get like really graphic like as far as like you know as, as far as like having the visual of fucking and making love but then like i'll end i'll i'll end the songs with like but what is in it for me you know people ask like what does that mean you know or like um or like at the end of like blow my mind, it's a, I, I say I really just want to talk, you know. It's because it's it's the whole, like the whole like I never really, you know, found out that like asexuality was a thing that I could identify with um, up until like two years ago when I actually heard it. You know, other than that, it was like you know people people always tell me, well, like if you're not into women, then you're gay. You know, if you're not, you know, it's it's like it's, but it's it's it was never really. So like even in high school like all my friends were like like oh you must be gay because you don't you know all of them have like you know like swimsuit picture posters up on their wall this is the 90s it was like swimsuit yeah. posters and calendars were a big thing it's like every high school boy had like uh uh cindy crawford or you know or yeah. you know something but you know but i didn't mine was all like cartoon characters like Star Wars, Dragon Ball. Yeah. And it it was, yeah, um, it was a very colorful room. And um it was I was I never um I mean it just never felt com I just kind of like almost every relationship I was in was kind of more peer pressure, I think. So I mean, but but they work just because, you know, I guess I'm a nice guy and I, you know, do my best to keep it work, but well, I, I love how I love having nice guys on Mr. Nice Guy, you know. <laughs> no, it's it's funny that you bring up the the bedroom thing because um yeah, I had a rather unconventional bedroom growing up too. I like I've always I was always like really, really into animals and like um I just always I remember like one of my favorite things to do 
like with my family was going to the zoo when I was a kid. And like, I remember wanting to like model my room after like a zoo or like being in like a, a jungle, a safari kind of thing. So like my room was super, super animal themed, um, which was very different than like most other, yeah, like teenage boys um, that either had very, very nondescript bedrooms with like nothing or as you said like rooms that were like you know depicted sexual like gratification like, or otherwise depictions of women that were like, like you know models. yeah 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 exactly or you know like my calendars were never of beautiful women they were always of animals you know so my, my dad was always like that and i did have one swimsuit issue we i went to a car show with my dad and he was like come on we're gonna get these like swimsuit models autographs and i was just like a little kid i was like still in elementary school and i'm like all right i just went along with it you know i kind of felt like i was meeting somebody famous because their pictures were on the calendar yeah but yeah that was i had i had one for for a year <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean, I do, I do really love beautiful women, obviously, but like, I, like, yeah, it was just never something that like, I guess I modeled my, you know, surroundings or my environment after. So I have, I mean, I have respect for the cartoon and the colorful uh, aesthetics that you grew up with. Um, so uh, tell me about the last song you guys released um fine art auction fine art auction was a solo project but that was uh i made the band play that one um that was uh i don't know i think what influenced that was um just my memories of um art in high school like like art history uh going to the uh chicago art museum the Milwaukee art museum and um, just comparing, it's it's just comparing uh, women to art, basically. I mean, there's nothing really special about it. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's. I mean, it's it's been done. Be I think it's been done before in many songs, just not the entire theme of a song. You know, it it's. Um, I I had that uh, chorus in my head. My mind is Dolly. You know, my clocks are Millie. I thought that was cool, and I just kept building and building and building onto it. You know, making uh, making the um, comparison to me and the art that I like, and you know, like with, like like describing women as if you know they are the the models for the these paintings that I'm mentioning. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah, um, we'll probably re record that as a full band someday and make a music video for it. If I can ever get like a replica of the Statue of David or find out if it's like ever touring and like get permission to shoot a music video around in front of it. Cause the other, the other, uh, artworks are will be easy though they're like displayed in Chicago uh, the other stuff that's that is mentioned in that song um but uh yeah I, that might be the hardest one because security I heard is really heavy 
near the statue of David. So yeah, <laughs> have a replica. Find a replica somewhere. If I'm not mistaken, that was the song that you opened your set with. Dance around the the venue. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we we did shoot a music video, and um, I get to see. I get to see the uh, rough cut really soon. Um, okay. And yeah, this, this guy, uh, Chance, who <clears throat> recorded that Soteria mu music video, I met him on the set and he recorded uh, our last scene for Stan at the Office. Uh, when the show that you were at was the very first time we played that song for an audience, we got a great reaction for it. Like people loved it. And so, which is awesome. And right away, somebody like, was like, are you gonna make a music video for that song? And I'm like, that's like the first one in my mind to do a music video for, because, because just like it's so the video, the lyrics are so descriptive. Like you can see everything happening already. So the yeah. music video just kind of makes itself. You just gotta. Um, I I took my uh, kids uh, at my kids' gym. He does gymnastics. I took um, the birthday party room at the gym facility. And I covered up all the balloons paintings on the wall with like this huge like tapestry on like both sides. I laid carpet down. I brought in desks from like Goodwill and we just decked the whole place out. Like it looks like a professional office. And that was our set. That was our set for the scene. And like at the end of the set, it was just, you know, everything was broken. The computer screens and the, the printers and my guitar, which, you know, I'll never play again, but I got a new one, so it's okay. But yeah, um, it was it was a really fun video shoot, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the results of that, awesome. so. Um, well, we'll be looking forward to that, uh, breaking and entering. Um, so uh, yeah, can't wait to see, uh, see it come to life, because like you said, it is a very like, you know, the imagery is right there on a silver platter in front of you. Um, so that being said, uh, what are you guys working on right now as a project? I am, should be releasing an EP before the end of the year, the solo, not as a band, but solo, but I it got other friends involved. It's called Anson Obvious Does His Friends, and it's a four song EP. Um, the, it's going to open up with a song about my friend Greg, my, um, I talked to you about him before, I think my blind friend, Greg Weinschneider. He's really involved in the local music scene in the coffee shops. He books around coffee shops and stuff. And uh, there's a song about him. And it's a fictional song about us uh, breaking out of jail and going on like a, a crime spree. And then uh, my song, uh, Dead Milkman Allergy, hashtag my friend Robert gets it. My friend Robert, he was, he was a bass player in Uncomfortable Moments. And uh, the song is about how he's my only friend who understands Dead Malkman references. And then that will go out, go into the Party Marty show. And then um, I wrote a song about my friend Allie and her Dress Ember campaign. Shout out to Allie J, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that song is called Allie in a Dress. And it's about how she wears dresses to raise money for Dress Ember, which is uh, human sex trafficking awareness. So yeah, so the, those four songs, Anson Obvious does his friends, and I got uh, Party Marty is playing drums on three of those songs. Cool. And um, my buddy John, who recorded, uh, he's he should be doing guitar in one of the songs, and I'll get a bunch of my friends to do backup vocals and 
other instruments too. Um, I know Chente, uh, Chente from Adorable Vandals, he, he said he played drums and accordion, so I'm waiting to hear back from him on that, so. Awesome, uh, well, that's exciting. I, I think I do remember you uh, touching on this a little bit um, when we talked uh, after your show earlier this year. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the end result. It sounds like you make music very collaboratively. Um, yeah. which is cool, you know, like, yeah. The last two years I had a series where I, uh, it's called 11 songs by 11 Waukesha musicians. And what I do is I learn 11 songs by 11 Waukesha musicians in one year. And then at the end of the year, I, um, combine them into a medley. So if there's, if you look on my one or one or few of my Facebook pages, dancing, obviously uncomfortable moments or eggshells, my internet, you will find, uh, both of those medleys uh, for 2019 and 2018, where I learned a bunch of, and I, it's captioned, like the, the artists that I'm playing are captioned on the screen as well. So I do that. And um, also uh, next year, I wanna release a full band EP called Anson Obvious in the Uncomfortable Moments. The title of the album, the title of the EP is With God. And it's all like my religious theme songs like Peekaboo Jesus, Burning Church, uh, Glory Hole, and you know, hopefully I'll write one or two by then. I got some ideas. But, um, and then uh, uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah, I have uh, recordings of me when I was four years old, singing original songs. And they're hilarious. Like I'm screaming and like going crazy. I got this song called 10 Speed Bike, 10 Speed Bike. It goes as fast as a 10 speed. And it's just like ABCD rock and roll. I'm just screaming, hey, ABCD, it's great. It's like a little anthem. So yeah, I'm gonna um, mix with those so that I'm playing with myself in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, it'll be cool. It'll be like past Anson meets future Anson and they collaborate and like do songs together. So. Yeah, that's, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, wow, that's, that's, that sounds treasured. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, uh, I, my favorite, one of my favorite toys was the boombox and the, the double deck tape recorder. That was my favorite thing. I was always recording on it. I was always pretending like I was a DJ on a radio show. I was making music. I was like acting out things and it, yeah. It was, it was my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. You'll love to see it. That'll be exciting. Um, yeah, I'm excited about all the things you're working on, man. Uh, sounds like, uh, yeah, you've got plenty of really colorful ideas, uh, ones that will appeal to a broad spectrum of people. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, well, Anson, um, uh, I think we've uh, done some good work here uh, today. Um, I guess to close, um, as we we're uh, winding down here. Anson, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night is the night itself, the night energy, everything exciting happens at night. And it's hard to go to sleep knowing that like, there's a world out there that I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now, probably not, but you know, there's people are having secret parties and not inviting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, um... but, 
It's the the yeah the whole like the whole day whole day morning day I'm sluggish like I don't want to do anything I don't do anything finally when it's time to go to bed like I just have this burst of energy like nighttime energy like I'm a fucking vampire werewolf or something and I just yeah it's like it's the nighttime is when all that happens that's when that's when the music is the best that's when the, like the marches are the best and you know that and I. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm definitely a nighttime person. The other night I, um, yeah, I had some insomnia, I couldn't sleep, and uh, I just, it was like four in the morning and I still couldn't sleep, so I was like, fuck it. So I got up and uh, I sat over by the um, Cottage Park overlooking the Milwaukee skyline, and I just listened to music and like watched the the sky slowly get a little bit more light and um then i went to the beach and watched the sunrise and yeah it was uh so the occasional night like that is definitely like it's like frustrating at first because like oh i can't sleep but then i'm like well hey you know i'm gonna turn this into something interesting i'm also a long distance runner too so i find that um that's when I want to run is at nighttime. Like when the sun is down and I don't have the heat beating on my face and sweating, like night running and nighttime is fine. Like I've, I've gone running at like two in the morning and just, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. What puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Um, just watching videos, I guess, like, um, like watching the, HBO series or Netflix or Hulu series. Binge yeah. watching, binge watching will put me to sleep. What have you been watching? Uh, right now I'm watching Doom Patrol and I love it. It is so graphic and wild. I love graphic wild shit. It's like, yeah, the swearing, the constant swearing and there's just, you, you don't know what's gonna happen and it's awesome, it's so unpredictable. I've been watching Arrested Development. That's really funny too. Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, Anson, thank you for being on the show. Um, very excited to hear uh, what you're working on and what we see from you in the next couple months. Uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. You can catch Anson Obvious uh, streaming everywhere, Bandcamp, Spotify, all the above. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Yay. All right.